At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. listening to 105.9 FM The Radiator WOMMLP Burlington and now begins Rocket Shop Radio Hour. I'm your host Abby BK and tonight we have Jacob Green with us. How are you doing Jacob? Good. How's it going? Great. So we usually like to kick off the show with a song. So okay, what cool. have you got for us? Well, uh, so usually when I live anywhere long enough, I've only been in Vermont about four years, I end up writing some type of local, regional songs. It's called the Green Mountain Blues. Secret town. 
been out of tune I've been out my mind While I howl at the moon I'm done counting dues I'm bound to be true True to my soul With these green mountain blues Yeah way to start off the show green Thank mountain you. blues was the name yep that's a fairly new song awesome so can you kind of explain to us when did you come to vermont um and obviously the folk scene here in vermont is pretty big so how has it been kind of playing in a genre that's so awesome here uh it's been great uh i moved here let's see the september 2017 my daughter was born in october 2017 so was kind of living all around the country for a while, the vagabond lifestyle. And so basically, you know, right before my daughter was born, I started to settle down a little bit. My partner is originally from uh, St. Johnsbury, Vermont. And yeah, we live in the Northeast Kingdom now. And uh, overall, you know, where I live, it's slightly a different scene, but I play all over the state. So it's great to just uh, be appreciated for what you do and and it's, you know, honestly, I have a really busy schedule, and the bulk of my shows, uh, the venues reached out to me. So it's kind of cool after, like, four years of really playing a lot that now I don't have to work as hard to book myself. So Right. Establishing yourself. Totally. So kind of take us through how did you get started with music, and what was your, like, inspiration to get into folk? Folk? Man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, I started music... Technically, I was like 10 years old. I used to play uh, violin and orchestra, but I uh, I was not very good at it. I was really good at just kind of playing along. And, you know, I probably picked up some rhythm and whatnot, but I was never really good at learning uh, through reading music, so better by my ear. And then I was about 14. I bought an electric guitar, was like big into punk and kind of rock at that point. And... Uh, Kind of was off and on on the electric guitar for a while, nothing too serious. And then when I was, uh, oh, I see, 20, 21, I got a, my first acoustic guitar. And that's when I just started writing way more, like folk and blues or 
overall kind of roots music and whatnot. And slowly I've taught myself, <clears throat> taught myself like slide guitar or banjo sometimes or mandolin. And I got a couple different cigar box guitars, which I'll be playing one of them later. So, and yeah, it's just, it's been, um, a slow but natural progression. And, uh, Basically, since I was about 23, I'm 37 now, I was uh, attempting to make a living at music. And uh, I, didn't, I wasn't really successful at it until I became a one-man band, this whole setup, when I, in about 2013 or 2014, somewhere around there. So, Gotcha. So can you kind of explain your whole one-man band setup? Because it's super cool. You're obviously like doing a lot at once. Totally. Um, and obviously the people listening in can't see what we see. So kind of take right. us through like what your setup is and kind of how that all came to be too. Well, I've always like liked uh, certain one-man bands like uh, Xavier Rudd's a favorite. Um, it's a cool guy named Josie Smith. He's out of, they're both out of Australia. And uh I'm drawing a blank here, but um, yeah, my setup is I basically have this stomp box, which is a two by fours in plywood. And, you know, you just put a little kick drum mic, has a little hole on the side, and that gives it that extra thump. I wear a foot tambourine on my left foot, so between the two feet, they're making a pretty simple beat. And I switch off between different string instruments, and I'll play different harmonicas for the lead parts and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it can, it can be challenging doing lead when you're doing so much at once, but, you know, after so much of doing it, you just kind of, it becomes like a muscle memory. It's like riding a bike, so. And actually, that actually happens in the summer a lot. Like, almost, the schedule slows down so much, you almost feel like you get rusty. And then as soon as you start playing a lot, it's like, I don't have to think about really anything I'm doing anymore, so. Yeah, I guess this will be the ninth year I've been doing a one-man band, so. Wow. No coincidence that that's how I was able to make a living, you know, because, you know, you're solo and whatnot. I still play with a full band on occasion for bigger events and whatnot. But yeah. yeah. So do you kind of have a preference for, like, playing in your one-man band, or do you enjoy playing with your fuller band when you have the opportunity? Do you kind of have a preference there? Um, I really enjoy both. I mean, there's... um. When you play a great show as a one-man band, you know, you're sharing the energy with the crowd. And so, like, when it's a really good show and you kind of know it's like you're the only one doing everything, it's a, it's a whole other level of gratification or satisfaction. And um, with a full band, you're, you're sharing the energy between the members. And, like, so for the most part, you know, I play hopefully with good band members, so, you know, we're making good music, sharing the energy, but and then you can just you can put on a whole another type of whole another type of set or show with a full band, obviously with you know a lead guitar player, drums and what. The drummer can obviously do more than what I can do on the stomp box, but it really um, I don't know. I, I, I it's kind of relative to the show, but I definitely enjoy playing as a one man band, and um, I really like doing like when I record songs, I do both versions of the same song. So it'll be like one man band version, full band version, and then you kind of just release whatever's more appropriate for the song and whatnot, so. Yeah, I was gonna ask that. I was gonna say, do you ever have a case scenario where there's like a song that you specifically just imagine or hear the sounds to be with the full band versus just playing solo, or do you typically do what you said and do, you know, both versions? Uh, d yeah, definitely. I think, um, 
overall anything with like slide guitars that it's kind of more foot stomping blues sort of style that usually normally is more one man band i probably have more blues as a solo act than with a band then with a band it can be more folky or a little more rock and whatnot so i mean i have some full band songs it's like lead guitar bass drum backup singers piano violin uh, yeah, that's yeah, some of them like that, but that's, I guess I only have so many like that, and uh, I, I mean, I just love he- almost hearing the different versions for myself, but sometimes it's hard to choose, honestly. Yeah. What was the process of finding the other musicians to play behind you? Were those kind of people that kind of found you along the way? Were those people that you sought out specific sounds for the certain type of sound that you were going for? Um, Honestly... I've played with a lot of, I've been in quite a few bands over the years, different parts over the country and whatnot. But uh, for the most part, we, you know, just kind of both naturally heard of each other or some have reached out to me or sometimes same show will be in passing. But like I, um, one of the drummers I've been playing with, you know, he went to high school with me. We've been playing together for like 20 years. So he lives in Wisconsin. So, but like anytime he comes out here, we'll like set up a whole, weekend of shows and whatnot kind of like a mini tour for the full band and um yeah but for the most part i've naturally just ran into them at the right time you know i've tried to i haven't had the best experience with connecting people online like i'd rather kind of meet you in person first like to me it's like almost more important that you're a good person and Mm -hmm. you're gonna play well like how talented you are is kind of second to that you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm yeah, there's a sort of vetting process with that, I'm sure. Yeah, because, I mean, I've played with really incredible players who sometimes have a huge ego, and then other players who are kind of mediocre, but they really love the music, and they put, like, their heart and soul into it more when they play. And so I think I almost prefer that a little more, but sometimes you get both, you know? Yeah. So. Well, great. We would love to hear another song. So oh, cool. me, what have you got for us? Give me guitar here. So I'm originally uh, from Wisconsin. I haven't lived there in, I think it's 10 years now, but um, this is a song, this is an old song. It's on my latest album, but I, I revamped it. And it's uh, it's just this kind of a straight blues song. And uh, yeah, it's, it's called I Need to Leave, but just a reference, I'm talking about my hometown and wanting to get out of there. So it's not a, it's not autobiographical at the moment for Vermont or anything, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's called I Need to Leave. Thank you. 
As you aforementioned, you recently just released a double album. Yes, you kind of talked to us much. about that. So, I mean, I feel like just the idea of a double album is super unique. So, totally. Yeah. How'd you get the idea to do that? Um, so, I, I've been wanting to put out like an all blues album or somewhat blues based because I could just get such a great response from my blues stuff. And again, there's, there's like, best of both worlds there's there's a i have a lot of full band blues stuff and a lot of one man band blues stuff and so that that's basically the, the album's called coexistence and it's it's kind of the coexistence of the first disc is all one man band so that's all me and then the second disc is all full band and then at, when i put like you know digital singles out you'll get the alternate versions but the actual song coexistence is more talking about how we need to coexist with each other a little better overall, hopefully. And so that's kind of the, the theme of it. And it's it's predominantly blues-based, or what I, my version of blues, I guess. It's kind of swampy rock or something. But yeah, that's the, that's the concept, I suppose. Yeah, so what is your sort of songwriting process? Can you take us through that? Do you typically, you know, write lyrics first? Do you kind of think of a tune? Do you start with your instruments? Predominantly, usually lyrics with a melody will come at very random times, sometimes very inconvenient times, especially like right before I go to bed and I don't write it down and forget it forever. But yeah, overall, the lyrics and melody comes first, and then that is kind of shaping where the chord progression is going to go. But then other times, when I have opportunity to just kind of like jam and improvise on my guitar, I'll like a lick so much that eventually I'll write lyrics or a melody to it. But I um, basically learned like a long time ago, I just try never to like force any lyrics or the melody really. I just, when, when it's the music first, I, I just kind of like play it over and over until something comes out. And sometimes even like a, a verse and a chorus, like one verse and one chorus will all come at once. And then I won't finish the second verse or third till six months to six years later just depending yeah i just i just never try to force it so i'd like to think they all come naturally and yeah i used to just travel a lot so you just got lots of inspiration being out on the road and meeting all sorts of people and all that good stuff so yeah yeah so the compilation of songs that are on the double album are those songs that you have written like What's the time span there? Are they more recently written, or are those some songs like spinning back from like six years, like you said, that you've uh, been sitting on? It's a mix. I'd like to say it's um, it's like 50-50, not like one album and old and one's new. It's like both albums are 50-50 mix. Um, yeah, at least half of it's like new as in the last year or two written, and then some of them are... Man, some I think like one or two might be like 2009. <laughs> but it's also like cuz I used to kind of like put out too much too much material like in the moment and so a lot of them 
like uh, like the one I just did. It's like a revamped version and something that to me is much more a professional version than I might have put out like many years ago, which there isn't really copies of or anything online anyways. So it's kind of going through that back catalog and seeing what's worth redoing and then combined with whatever new songs have been written in the last year or two. But I'm trying to get to a point where I don't revamp anything old and then I'm just only releasing new stuff. But I kind of have a problem having too many songs, but you know, it's like, 14 years of songwriting or something, so I don't know. <laughs> it's not the worst problem to have. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, Musician issues. But. Yeah, right. What is um, sort of your recording process nowadays? How did you record your double album? Did you go to a studio? Do you do any of that yourself? Um, I did it all at my home studio, except um, for the full band album, I recorded all the drums at a professional studio because... Uh, I feel like with my home studio, like the one-man band setup, I got re down really good. And overall, the full band, you know, like almost everything but the drums. I mean, I probably could record them better. But when my buddy from Wisconsin, uh, well, he came out here in 2019. We recorded, I think, 40 drum tracks. And it was like some might make it, some might not. Sometimes I even like chop up stuff and turning into a different song but that's kind of rare for the studio stuff but um yeah so it's all from my home studio gotcha yep. is it sort of hard to know um i guess like which songs make the cut for the album i feel like with the double album you have a bit more freedom because you know the idea can include more songs on there totally. but um if you write a lot of songs is that kind of a problem that you sometimes have like you don't know which ones to release yeah, well, and like again, like I said, I was trying to make this one blues-based, so there was definitely, like, a handful of other songs that could have made it, and then, like, in the end, it just kind of... It also depends on, like, how they line up, you know? You listen to them side by side and see what kind of flows the best, but I think that's always a challenge because, uh, you know, what you think is your best song your listeners could think it's your worst song or they just think some other random song is your best song from what you put out and that's definitely happened many times before so i don't know it's, it's a it's a gamble but it's all good yeah a calculated gamble though <laughs> totally yes <laughs> so we would love to hear your third song for the night so what have you got this is uh so this is a, in the style of a cigar box guitar this is made by my buddy, uh, Mark May. He's out of Wisconsin, too. He actually gave me this guitar, so I guess I'm... He sponsored me in a way or something. <laughs> oh, and this next one, it's called Blade of Grass, and it's kind of talking about... This is written just about a year ago, and it's talking about how, like, newer appliances don't work as well as old ones that are champions and whatnot, so it's, it's kind of showing my age or something, I don't know.
with a conscience Surely didn't think of a consequence Man, it don't make much sense I ain't trying to go back Jacob Green. So what are your next projects that you're working on? Are you playing this album out? Do you have some gigs lined up? Are you touring? What are you working on? Uh, yeah, I have many gigs. Uh, I'm kind of booked till October as of now. Um, nice. I'm playing a local gig at Switchback on June 12th, and it's... Uh, I can remember the time, but it's an afternoon gig, so it'll be outdoors, hopefully, given the weather. And, uh, yeah, you can uh, find all my shows at jacobgreenmusic.com, and there's, like, a gigs section and whatnot. 
And um, yeah, no tours really. I'm doing like a little mini tour in September down in uh, Massachusetts, but nothing too crazy. I kind of go anywhere in like a four hour radius. I'll go to upstate New York, New Hampshire, occasionally Maine, occasionally Massachusetts. So mainly Vermont though. So I unfortunately have found plenty of places to play in the act in the whole state. So gotcha. Nice. Well, we also always give all of our artists the opportunity to really promote themselves. So besides just looking for your, you know, locations and times for your gigs, is there anything else you'd like to say where we can find your music or anything of that kind of sort? Um, yeah, you can. All my stuff is in the digital world. Uh, I think my digital distributor goes to like 30 different stores or something. So you can pretty much find it on any streaming platform. And um I'm always, always promoting my YouTube, which is Jacob Green Music Official, and uh, pretty much almost to the point of monetizing that. So, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I do some goofy, goofy stuff on TikTok and whatnot, but uh, all that good stuff, you know. Awesome! All of the, all of the platforms, right? <laughs> Definitely. We too many it. sometimes, too many to keep up with, but I guess it comes with the job, so. Yeah, and the changing world of technology. And um, I, I guess I'll say, I've, this is like the third album I put out in like three years, so if you find me and you like it, there's there's a lot to listen to, I suppose, so. There you go. Well, all of our <laughs> listeners now have a task. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, well, what do you have for us for your last song? Let's see if I got enough energy for this one. Well, this is the title track. It's slightly different, but it's a one-man band on the island. So this is called Coexistence, and and uh, yeah, this is a little more upbeat version with the clear message that we gotta find a way to coexist. Yeah. 
by Jacob Green. Jacob, thank you so much for sharing your music with us tonight. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And just so all of our listeners know, there will not be Rocket Shop next week, but we will be back on June 8th with Autumn Chamberlain. This has been Rocket Shop Radio Hour on 105.9 FM, The Radiator, W-O-M-M-L-P. I've been your host, Abby BK, and good night. Thank you. Thank you.